Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Ultra Posty Thoughts in My Head podcast. I am your host, Adam Lee. Thank you once again for joining me. I appreciate your time so much. There are a ton of podcasts out there, and the fact that you spend a little bit of time listening to mine means the world to me. So thank you so much. And today's episode is a good one. I've got Eric Thompson on. He is the documentary maker. He documented himself running his first ever 50 miler, made a beautiful video about it. It's a great watch. He told me all about how how he made that and what challenges he faced. I'm super excited to share that with you. Before we get that, a couple of quick housekeeping items. Sunday, March 27th, I told you all before, but just as a reminder, I am hosting the UK Run Chat. That's 1 p.m. local here in BC. That's 8 p.m. in the UK. I'm really excited to get on Twitter and yammer about with all of you. That will be fun. And then the Wednesday after that, Wednesday, March 30th, 29 trail runners told me what trail running means to them. And I've turned those stories into one story about what trail running means to all of us. I can't wait to publish and share that with you. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It was so much fun for me to read and and write. But today is about Eric Thompson, and it's about his documentary, 50. Rainy, muddy, slippery, foggy. Pretty tough to see. So now we're going down the other side of Manson's Ridge. Visibility is poor, to say the least. That was today's guest, Eric Thompson, from his documentary, 50. I have a friend who's a long-distance runner, and someone said, you know, why do you run? He showed a picture of himself when he used to be unhealthy, and he said, I'm running from that guy. And I thought that was pretty funny. I'm not running from anything. I'm running to something. I'm trying to keep healthy so that as I get older and as I age, I have a body that can carry me where I need to go. That's what it's all about. Eric is the creator of 50, a trail running documentary about his first ultra marathon, a 50 miler completed on the historic HBC Heritage Trail. I know Eric from our days working in live television together many years ago on Vancouver Island. It's great that we get to reconnect all these years later in the trail running community. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, especially because I was listening to your podcast during a training run yesterday. So now I feel like I've put myself inside of the do we call it a radio? I guess we call it a, an iPod. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Wherever, wherever we are, you're in it. So yeah, that's good. Kind of neat. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. That's fantastic. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Um, I think we've all sort of made a video of some type when we're out there running, but none of us make something where we produce it quite like you did. And you, you've done this 50 mile run where you produced a really well done video too, which was really cool. Before we chat about that though, tell us about the HBC Heritage Trail. Why did you pick that? What does it mean to you? Well, my history with the HBC Trail goes back to 2015. The Okanagan Smilkameen Park Society, which is a really important group in this region, they raise money to protect certain areas and to provide money to also uh, do upkeep and, and trail maintenance and that kind of thing. One of the meetings I went to, um, they talked about this HBC trail and I thought that sounds great, but it's really long. It's that it's a preserved section that's 74 kilometers. So I thought, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go and do the whole trail. So I'll start with sections. So I, I went and did a, a section with my mother-in-law and my wife and it was fantastic. And then my wife and I went and hiked it. And then um, I thought I'm going to make a short documentary and hike it again. So I did that with camera gear 
it was a lot of work and very uh, very <laughs> difficult. And then um, and then there there's a, a trail run on it, the uh, HBC Brigade Trail Run, and um, you know I was doing 21k trail runs here and there, just a couple of them. And I thought I'm going to try this 30k. It's, it was at that time this was 2018, way out of my comfort zone. And I did not train properly because I didn't really know how to train. And I thought I'll just run a bit. And I Figure didn't fuel, fuel properly. Gotcha. And that was, I don't know if you've ever had stomach problems while you're running. Like we, <laughs> and, and just, it was just more like pain. Like, uh, cause I was just like, I'll just take chews and powder and I'll just, whatever I yeah. can find. No it plan. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. But I finished the 30K and I did okay. I, was, I wasn't I uh, was last. And uh, after that, I thought, I want to make another documentary and I want to make it about this trail. So now I'm really going to get this 30K down right. And my wife said, 30K, you sure you want to do the 30K? Because it was a 30K and a 50 miles. I'm, I said, so, so to do this film, I have to run the 50 miler. And she said, yeah, you probably should. It was, again, way out of my comfort zone. I said, I'm going to do it. You're right. If I'm going to make a film about trail running, it's got to be go all in. So I did, I trained for it. And then, and that's a whole other story, but it, it worked out. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it's kind of fun too, because you sort of got to grow while you learned and experienced this trail that you kind of grew with it. And the video kind of sounds like it came together naturally. Yeah. And I have a weird um, example and I will, would never compare myself to the uh, impressionist artist Claude Monet, but because <laughs> I, I dabble at painting a little bit. Um, but he would paint the same subject over and over and over again, different seasons and, and that kind of thing, like the poplars. And I felt like this is my little art project where I'm just going to keep doing stuff on this trail because I love this trail. It's a really interesting trail. It goes through different, um, you know, you're going from the Okanagan climate in uh, outside of Princeton. Uh, in near Tulamine to the coast outside of Hope. So you're going through different zones. It's, it's really, really interesting. And, and it's just beautiful. There's some great spots on it. You get to pack a lot of different scenery in there. That's really cool. Yeah. You go from choosing this, you know that you have access to yourself. So that's probably a great place to start as sort of as, as being able to feature yourself. You know, you can document the whole journey. You had some crew help, but how does that work from deciding I'm going to do this? and then producing and showing a video to all of us on YouTube, what goes on in between there? It's interesting. Well, uh, first thing I started doing was once I determined I was going to do this run is it was, and this for me was a really interesting process. I now have to say to myself, okay, I have to find a way to train for a 50 miler, which is way out of my comfort zone. And a long time ago, I had said, I don't want to do any kind of long running. I was, you know, I had, uh, I thought I would just focus on shorter runs. Cause I always thought long running is hard on your legs and stuff. And then I just, as you know, you get the bug yep. and whatever you thought before was wrong. Now this exactly. is exactly yeah. long is great. Trails are great. Um, so I had to start training and, and, and I, I found a number of ways to do that. And then I had to start producing this film. And that really is my background is film and television. So combining the two was really neat because the film, knowing I was going to make the film, really motivated me to run and train properly because I can, you know, you've trained for something and maybe it doesn't work out. I'll try next time. But in this case, I was bringing together people who were going to be recording this and, and putting their time in. So I had to do it right. So the two really interacted well and, and finding the crew was easy because they were friends and I got a bit of a budget. So I was able to give each of them on an honorarium. And, and then on the day I was able to just step back, do the run. I had someone to run with who was a pro 
which was great, Matt Fortuna. And then the guys who were run, who were shooting it were also pros and they just took over and they did it. We had drone operators and camera operators. Wells Gates from CTV, Vancouver Island came and joined us. And I mean, when he came, I thought, that's it. We've got the full meal deal now. We've we're got rolling here. Professional uh, news guy. We've got um, a professional film guy. We got professional drone people like that. One of the guys is from Hummingbird Drones and they have the contract to do wildfires we're almost across the country now. And they are advancing the technology of drones. So we, we had the dream team and it, in the end, it was like, that was like summer camp. I was thanking these guys profusely saying, I can't believe you guys all came together. And, you know, it was like an 18 or 20 hour day. And they said, no, it was actually really fun. It was like camaraderie and, and it was like summer camp. That's fantastic. It's um, a day on the trails always sort of brings you together in a unique way. And then when you have a project to bring you even closer, that's really cool that you got to share that with everyone. And it sounds like they were all buying in. That's really fun. Well, even the music, uh, I threw a friend connected with a guy named Jeremy Brakes, who plays uh, in the touring band with Dallas Smith, the uh, country artist who used to be in Default. Okay, so Jeremy's cool. this super talented guy who's getting more and more into scoring for films and, and television. And he was gung-ho, same thing, gave him the same honorarium I gave the other guys. And he just owned it. It was amazing. And it's the kind of thing where you can't, when I run, I listen to a lot of podcasts about filmmaking. And one of the things they say is if you if you have friends who can do some of the stuff, it can save you a lot of money because if, if you have to pay someone to do the music for you, you could be talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So absolutely. We had and a really a, good a, team. A, a score makes all the difference too. Like yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful documentary that you've made. It's really fun to watch. I know you had we, we were talking very quickly off uh off recording there and you highlighted the question, what was the most challenging? So why don't we why don't you tell us about that? Okay, well, anyone who's listening or watching, because I'm going to post this on my YouTube channel, if you look at the um, elevation relief of the HBC trail, uh, there's a lot of elevation gain. You go up and you go down a fair amount. And that's what makes this a really challenging run. Toward the end of this run, now a lot of people will start at just outside of Hope at Piers Creek, and they will head uh, east toward Tulamine. In this particular case, we started at Tulamine and went west. And that's because that's the way that HBC brigade run, uh, trail run goes. And that, by the way, it was on hi hiatus and it's been on hiatus since then because of other reasons, specifically COVID as well. Anyway, so on the way out, when you're heading uh, toward Hope, you're basically toward the end of your run and you're tired. You started at whatever we did, 522 in the morning. And now it's dark and it's raining and it's foggy and visibility is poor. And you have to climb 2K up uh, Manson's Ridge. And it's really hard to describe how sketchy that hill is in the daytime. <laughs> going, up at night, going up at night. And every other time I had done this trail, I was mostly going the opposite direction. But anyway, so that was incredibly sketchy because it's really hard to see. Then you get to the top and now you've got to descend equally sketchy. And when I say sketchy, I said in, um, in one of the, uh, things I did, I did a short version of that film for a festival. And yeah. I said that if I got that wrong, I would probably be either badly injured or die. And I thought, oh, was that too dramatic? No, because if you <laughs> smash your head on a rock, you can die. You can die. <laughs> <laughs> and so Matt Fortuna, who, uh, for people who don't know, he's the guy who came running with me. He finished third in 2017 in the fat dog 120. He did it in 29 hours, Super 120 strong. miles in the mountains, third, unbelievable. So by the end of this run, like he's not going at full capacity. He's 
he's going at my speed, filmmaking speed, um, inexperienced guy speed. But when we're dropping down Madsen's Ridge, he's ready to go. He's the, yep. he's the horse who's ready to get back to the stable. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's picking up his pace a bit, but we've both got our headlamps on. And if we're closer together, it's a lot easier to see. So he was starting to pull away from me. And I was just, at one point, I just felt like, oh, I feel like I'm getting, I just want to, I feel like I'm being a bit, bit bitchy. Because <laughs> I was like, hey, Matt, can you just hold on a sec? Um, so I just had to do my best to not fall and not bail. And, and he was really nice about waiting for me. He also had the bear spray with him because I gave it to him at some point. And so when we got to the flat, still another six kilometers out and he was way ahead of me. And at one point I just said, Hey, can you just either give me the bear spray or stay close to me? Cause I was starting to get a bit paranoid because there are many pockets where you will find bears in that area. So again, other than those little trip ups, I think I kept a pretty good uh, attitude. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. It definitely shines through in the video. I think we could talk long, much longer about everything. Uh, the time has zoomed by. I want to give you a chance to tell us more about where people can see your video and where else they can follow you. How do, how do we keep in touch with Eric Thompson? Well, the YouTube channel is probably the best place. It's ET2, ET, the number two media. Uh, and ET2, because my, my name is Eric Thompson. My wife's name is Aaron Trainer. So we when we started our, our company many years ago, we came up with ET2 media. We thought it would just be a, make a lot of sense. But in hindsight, we're like, that's eh, a little more complicated than we thought. Because people are like, <laughs> E2 media? of course media uh and i'm also on twitter uh under et2 media so that's those are the two key places i use i I don't use um instagram as much i i um i just kept it more from family so it's a private account um and i i'm I'm, i don't have any time because of all these projects i'm working on so i I don't spend a lot of time on social media but i'm feeding the youtube channel now though excellent we'll make sure i help we'll have it linked to and all that good stuff we'll certainly send everyone over there that we can a huge thank you to eric for being my guest today of course i thank everyone for listening and until next time i'm adam lee and this has been ultra posty thoughts in my head